Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. We did a lot of right things. We uh, we didn't cheat. We didn't. We talked before the game about getting in a, a run and gun game and a track meet, and we don't have success like that. Forget about who we're playing or where they are in the standings and all of that. We don't. We can't. We can, but possibly, but we, we it's not how we want to have success. And uh, we did a real good job. I mean, don't sell yourself short, Dino. I think you can win pretty much anyway at this point. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Get we the damn get the flag. flag. We got to get the flag. Woohoo! Get the flag. Get the flag. Get the flag. Z flag. Z flag. Z flag. Z flag. and Athletic Judd. <laughs> Daily Minnesota Sports hey. Entertainment Therapy Speculation. Uh, it's no surprise that you know Mike Russo taking a couple couple days and, and Judd Athletic Judd fills in very nicely. Oh, yeah. Last night, fourteen hundred plus words, boys. Fourteen hundred—that's the great thing. Wow. The, no, there's no newspaper restrictions. There's no column inches on the internets. You can just keep writing and writing. Do they? Ma- I mean, do, did you have an editor like try to yeah. snack and mm-hmm. slice and stuff, or did you? I don't think so. No. Oh, yes, he, he did a great job, but he threw said, a, threw a comma in here yeah. or there. You're, you're flying. Uh, you know, I'm sure he did. Dash. You know, I'm sure he fact checks and stuff, sentence. but. That, that's but fact check all your fake yeah. news. Yeah. Uh, the run on sentence. I think the run on sentence stopping important uh, as, as far as as breaking them up in sports writing circa 1985. So yeah, you can just you, you can write run on sentences. You just need uh, dashes and commas. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of. Com- I like dashes personally because I, it, it, em- it emphasizes the yeah. second part of the sentence that you're trying to you know highlight. Like, I, I also, people can kind of just fly past it and not get the importance of it. I agree completely. And I also like the dash because to me, it, it makes it easier for the reader to tell the difference. So like the sentence, the structure makes more sense. Yeah. Like and a comma like a, you can miss and then you're like, what this? Huh? And you got to totally. go back and read it. Yeah. I mean, you're setting the reader up to say that, hey, here's a dash. Pay attention. Yeah. Because this next thing is going to be really important. Maybe the most important thing you're going to read here. Or between the dashes, I'm just going to put a nugget that's going to help you enjoy the sentence more. And it's a run-on <laughs> sentence, but don't you say anything because it'll stop yeah. being important in 1985. Yeah, here's the run-on sentence. And in the middle of it, here's a really yeah. important thing separated by two dashes. So lock it in. Lock Amen. It in. There you go, Dex. There's okay. Your, there's your writing class for the day. Go Huskies. <laughs> lock it in. All right, boys. I know that uh, I know that Judd covered that game last night, but uh, – the hockey whisperer wants to come in with some observations. So he doesn't want to trample on the work that Judd is doing here. He okay. wants to throw out some observations and get the thoughts of Judd's hockey show and athletic Judd here. All right. A man who lives right by Climate Pledge Arena That's because right. of his love for hockey is so great. Still haven't seen a game. I've seen, I've seen, <laughs> live right by I've seen two stand-up shows and... Uh, I think I was in there for something else too. I can't remember. They have, by the way, they have a great setup next door. They've got an armory that they just kind of carved out, and they put like seven or eight different little restaurants and bars cool. and stuff. Really? And they have events in there and stuff. It's just kind of a, it's an event area. It's right by the Space Needle. Very exciting. I'll look so, forward to seeing you know, when the Wild come back next year. Yeah, Judd and I will be there in the guest bedrooms. It'll be a whole thing. Please do. Yep. Now that the the septic flooding is gone, you guys are welcome to come okay. hang out. That was a that was a trip. Anyways, all right. Four observations 
all revolving in and around Mark Andre Fleury. Okay, from the Hockey uh, Whisperer. Okay, so the uh, the Hockey Whisperer likes to throw things out. You guys can help him calibrate as we go into the playoffs, and hopefully, we can have another Nino Niederreiter scores a goal in double overtime moment. I'm trying to I'm trying to hone the radar here for the Hockey Whisperer so he can make crystal ball predictions in the playoffs. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the first one, it's. I mean, I'm going to go back to the uh, to the athletic Judwell here. The first observation is the old scribe Judd Zolgad still has his fastball. I want to read you guys, and this is not tongue in cheek. This is brilliant sports writing here. The last, and for those of you wondering, what are we talking about? Judd covered the game last night for the great Mike Russo, and uh, and Judd's been a, a a football beat writer for his life, but a huge hockey fan. He can step in. The versatility is incredible. And here are the last three graphs of this article, summing up another exciting night at the X. Fleury was set to head back to his temporary home, a hotel room, after the win. But at least he would have some company. The flower wasn't going to leave his new flowers behind. The crowd threw to him. Wow. Quote, probably put them in my hotel room, he said. Some plants might be nice in there. Fitting. Since everything is coming up roses so far oh, for the wow. Wilds' big trade deadline oh. acquisition. Get the, the fuck. Get the pen. There you go. There you go. There you go. The there you go. Take that, Red Smith. <laughs> Take that, Jim Murray. Uh-huh, that's right. Everything coming up roses. Did you, have, did you have that line in your head as you walked into the arena, or did it come to you during the game, you know, so, during the post-game breakdown here? Oh, oh okay. So, so ordinarily in the press conferences when it's Sarah and Russo and and the ordinary contingent of beat reporters, Judd and like Dex will sit there quietly and just, you know, hear what the coach ha- has to say and the players. Because former beat writer Judd hated, and Phil, who covered the Twins, probably thought the same thing, radio guy who would come in and start asking questions. And yeah, it's like just like a dude, camera, you're doing, camera guy. Just, just and it's like it. take the sound bite. Like like you're doing nothing here that requires like you know yeah. like it. It's fun to listen to and it's yeah. informative, but you're asking questions to hear yourself talk. But last night, <laughs> Judd had to write fourteen hundred words, so he needed some quotes. So I thought the flower thing. I love this. I I think it's it's a great. I mean, it's um it's genuine, organic. And so I, I was trying to get Flurry to talk about this because he had said after the, the win against Columbus on Saturday, this is the first time. So, like, it's interesting. So he gave me that quote. So I, I led and ended the story with it. And as I was writing that quote to end the story, and I thought that quote might be that kicker, it hit me. Oh, hold on a second here. Everything's coming up roses. So that was completely... A last second. This is a better kicker. I mean, come on. And there come you on. have it. There's the breakdown. That's come right. On. That's right, radio people. Don't ask questions if you don't just, need to. Just know your spot. Annoying people. Sneak it in at like the last, towards the end of the press yeah. conference if you're going to ask something. Have some well, self awareness. Well, I just. But there, I'm, I'm with nothing, you. I'm with you. You know, hey, hey, Skip. Hey, Skip. Tell me about the left handed hey, stuff today. Oh it's man, like, I got to write stuff, dude. Just that don't was, say, and I'm talking about myself now too. This is why I don't ask many questions. That was a big thing. Yeah, covering covering baseball. You know, I covered the Twins beat from like 2010 through 13 ish, and um, and oftentimes, even though beat writers are competing with each other for information and and attention from the audience and stuff, you know, so like you know, you're not like mortal enemies necessarily, but yeah, you know, you're you're comp- you're competing. You are my competition, but but the beat writers oftentimes will work. You're not just going to, you know, bulldog five straight questions on your own. Right. But there's kind of an unspoken thing of, okay, if there's some important thing here, I'll throw the first one out, maybe a follow-up, and then the and then the other beat writer will follow it up and we'll go down a, a thread, right? Yes. And there's nothing like, you know, I hate to pick on like TV camera guys sometimes. Oh. We'll barrel in Bless like them. like they need to get a they need to get a soundbite previewing the next series or something. And like with no awareness, yeah. they'll just blurt out like, "Can you talk about the pirates?" <laughs> yeah, dude, just calm down. We're afraid the pitcher <laughs> has been. I mean, he is really struggling. We are really d- disappointed. Talk about the Blue Jays. Yeah, <laughs> no, just no. Let's okay. talk about the pitcher you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> All right, uh, hockey whisper observation number two here. 
it is not a waste of money for fans to buy flowers. So I get that Marc-Andre Fleury after the game is trying to be modest and, hey, it's great. And I don't have the exact quote in front of me. You were there for it. But you know, I, it's great. Fans don't need to waste their money on flowers. This is not a waste of money. This, Marc-Andre Fleury, is an investment. It's fans investing in a playoff run, in a run to a cup. It's fans investing in a parade at some point. I love it. It's a vibe. The whole thing is a vibe, as they say on the Internet. And I hope he doesn't resist it. I hope he doesn't feel, because he's now twice brought up the, it's like you know, when they throw flowers at a figure skater, and I can't tell, is he, does he feel like it's kind of beneath him? I hope he embraces it. I think oh, he is. No, he, he is, so, so this is really weird. He is a Hall of Famer. Like, he's going to first ballot. He is yep. a legend. His teammates I, idolize him. And as far as I can tell, now I'm going to be very careful here because I always say we don't know guys. But as far as I can tell, this guy is as genuine as it gets. He's embarrassed. Like, but not in a bad way. He's like embarrassed about, oh, they shouldn't do that. Yeah, I I like that. You guys, he got done. I've never seen this in my time covering sports. He got done with his in, uh, in press conference room pressure last night and says, thanks, guys. Starts to walk away, pivots, turns around, and says to to Jesse Pierce and and Sarah from the Star Tribune, "Is that okay that I said, guys?" And they're like, "Of course it is." And he's like, "Well, I just yeah, I just want to make sure." I mean, most athletes call everybody man and don't even give it a thought. Yeah, he legitimately I- stopped and asked, but but I mean, he, he, I've never seen this before. It's the damnedest thing, and I think it's complete. I think it comes from a complete place of being genuine. Mm-hmm. But it's like, hold on a second. Did a pro athlete who's who's thirty seven, who's going to the Hall of Fame, just ask two women, is, "Is it okay?" I said, "Guys," and of course they're like, "Of course, it's fine." Don't. That's worry about a really it. cool anecdote. I think it it shows you there's some self awareness. Oh. There's a there's some empathy, and all those things are in terms of being a leader in the room too. Like yes, having self awareness and empathy, like those are important traits. Yes, he I love it. he actually. I think he has the ability to take w- what was a really good room before chemistry wise, and up it. Mm. I think he's upping that room. I really do. Okay, observation number three here from the hockey whisper is presented by his friends who uh, provided this nice quarter zip here. Yeah, I like that from Federated Insurance. Oh, that'd be All nice. Right. You know, Federated is like having a great net minder for your business. Federated. They're there to 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 block risks. They're there to uh, to kick save a risk over here, potentially you know fall on a risk over there for you. Mm-hmm. They've been around for over a hundred years, helping businesses get to the next level. You've already got a successful business. Now it's all about risk management and really honing things. And Federated has specialized industries that that they focus on day in and day out. You can find a full list of those industries at FederatedInsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Okay, observation number three. For Marc-Andre Fleury, it's funny what happens when you play behind an actual good team. (laughs) So the Hockey Whisperer was doing a little digging on uh, Chicago this season. Mm -hmm. It's not a good hockey team. His second-to-last game with Chicago, they allowed 48 shots on goal, which, by the way, he stopped like 46 of them. He was brilliant. Just Just getting peppered with shots. So Chicago had 11 games this season before they traded Marc-Andre Fleury where they allowed at least 60 shot attempts, including misses, in a game. So, that, I mean, that's just getting absolutely peppered. So 11 of those games. The Wild have four such games. So, you just, I mean, not that you're not going to get peppered. I mean, he had to make over 30 saves last night. So, you're like, there's going to be games where you get peppered. Uh, but the only goal he allowed last night was sort of a, I want to call it, 100% fluky, but it was kind of a, a pinball, you know, shuffle in front of the net. It's a power play. You know, hard to put that on the goalie. He seems very dialed in, and it helps to not just be getting peppered like he was in Chicago. Your guys' thoughts? Yeah, when he, when he was in Chicago, so this at one time he was leading the league in this statistic from Natural Stat Trick, which was average goal distance. So he was giving up goals from far away areas, i.e. he had no chance, nothing to help him block the shot, nothing to help him do anything. So the goals that he was allowing were coming from further away from the crease and stuff. So he was leading the league in that, and that's because Chicago's defense was a sieve. They weren't going to sell out for them. They weren't going to make pass difficult for uh, opposing skaters to put the shot on net. 
And now with the Wild, their defense, their expected defense, is, has suggested all season that if they just get average goaltending, if not better, they should be one of the best teams in the NHL. And that's what you get now with Flurry. Flurry is, Flurry is an above-average goaltender, and he's been more consistent than Cam Talbot and, and Capo throughout his career. So now that number should go down and make things easier on your netminder. I, I would liken this to a starting pitcher who's been really good, who ha- has a bad year with a bad team and gets moved at the deadline and comes in and bolsters that team. Um, I, I think it's a breath of fresh air for the team that acquires that player, in this case, Flurry. I think it's a huge breath of, of fresh air for the goaltender. So, yeah, this is – and Dex and I talked about this quite a bit as we discussed the possibility of the uh, trade. And we both said that exact thing. We both said if his stats aren't good, who cares? If he gets traded to a good team, he is going to take off. And I firmly believe, too, I mean, it's cliche, but Marc-Andre Fleury is a big game goalie. And when you don't play in big games, like the Blackhawks are not playing in any big games. Yeah. You know, game after game after game, it, it wears you down like like. Ultimately, I hate to say it because I'm sure he didn't try and think like this, but what's the point? Yeah, he's now already he's, won three cups. He's played in yeah. the biggest on the biggest stages, and it's like now I'm just playing on a crappy team. That's, His team's yeah. going nowhere. It's sort of a lost cause. So yeah, this this is why this acquisition made so much damn sense. Yeah, and two, like just a side street here. I know that we're you know we're kind of waiting out to see is it going to be Nashville or St. Louis. The Western Conference is so interesting in that you got Colorado at the top. Calgary, in terms of points, is part of the middle class, but they but Calgary is tied with Colorado in terms of point or uh, goal differential. So you you could make a case that Calgary is actually better than their current win loss and point total would suggest. And then you've got sort of that second tier, or call it like the one B tier, whatever you want to call it. I think the Wild are probably at the front of that tier, just ahead of Nashville and St. Louis. Correct the hockey whisperer if he's wrong on any of this. After that. The Western Conference is just kind of meh. Not that some of those teams, like in Edmonton, can't in a seven-game series get hot and, and win a series, but it feels like it's Colorado and, and Calgary probably should have more points than they're, you know, than they have right now. And, Minis- and Minnesota's right, right there at the top of that next tier. Yeah, and I think playoff-wise too. And this, this is certainly not the be-all end-all, but I think what you have to look at also is not just how teams potentially will be playing when the playoffs start, but also what really feels like a galvanized team. Colorado's interesting. Landeskog's out. McKinnon's now lost after that absolutely horrendous decision to jump and fight Dumba. Um, Colorado strikes me as a team because there's so much hype there and the expectations are huge that I don't know that they're going to perform in the playoffs like people expect. I think Calgary is going to be an enormous pain in the ass. Sutter's a great coach. They are a hard team to play. So I'm not saying that the Western Conference is not going to be extremely difficult. I think the Avs, though, ultimately playoff-wise, might have more flaws than we think. Mm -hmm. And this wild team, I just keep coming back to the fact that they continually play as a team. The goaltending has now done a complete turnaround. And when you have Kirill Kaprizov, if Kirill Kaprizov, Kaprizov. Uh, can perform even close in the playoffs to what he's doing now, and he did struggle against the Golden Knights last season, you have, for the first time, and not a lot of teams have this, you have a guy that can make a monumental difference in, in a close game in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. All those things are important. Colorado has four home losses in regulation this season, so yeah. if you do wind up facing Colorado, you're probably going to have to snipe three home games and cross your fingers on a seven game series. But if you go if you go play a really good game there in their barn, love that term, and you get a win, I think I think there's a lot of things that could throw them off. Yeah. I really do. And 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 they are doing the Zolgadian the which goes against the Zolgadian rules. Huge, right? Number one, when you think you're done, get out. Retire. Number two, it is a Fool that chases the president's trophy for the most points in the National Hockey League, which Colorado's doing. They're trying to win games that they should be. I'm not saying not trying, but they are definitely putting a premium on on a regular season award that, to me, deteriorates your playoff chances. 
because you work hard to get those points. And and if you go back and look at the minutes that guys played on Sunday here, they are playing some guys way too bleeping much. Good. Let them no, exactly. Let them wear themselves. Let them punch they, themselves out. Yeah, but that's what they're doing. Like like instead of instead of saying we have to disperse minutes evenly or at least come a little bit closer, they are going all in to try and win a, a trophy. That if I was if I owned a team, I would tell my GM and coach first day I never want to win this bleeping trophy because it's the stupidest trophy around, the President's Trophy. Well, if they get a little too worn out or they feel like their energy levels are lower than usual in Colorado for whatever reason, the good news is Mayo Clinic is accepting new patients. So, you know, the Rochester Clinic and now in Minneapolis, and they will see men of all ages for any number of different male-related issues. Could be vasectomy, you know, could be... Uh, could be infertility, cancer screenings, cancer treatment. You can request an appointment at menshealth.mayoclinic.org. That's menshealth.mayoclinic.org to feel optimized. Okay, the fourth and final hockey whisperer, Mark Andre Fleury observation for you guys. So, Mark Andre Fleury's childhood idols were Patrick Waugh and Martin Brodeur, as Athletic Judd pointed out in his article last night. Each of those legendary goalies had one more big run left in them after the age of 35. And that's where Marc-Andre Fleury sits right now at, what, 37? Yeah. I think he's 37 years old. Yeah. So Patrick Waugh hoisted his fourth Stanley Cup in 2001, nearing the twilight of his career. He was still, like, he was 35, and he was still playing at a really high level, but, like, this was kind of the, the last big run for him. In 2001. And then Marty Brodeur in his age 39 season back in 2012 led New Jersey all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. They, they fell in six to the Kings. But all the great netminders, they've got one last run in them at some point. And for, for Wah, it was hoisting a cup, the fourth cup, just like Marc-Andre Fleury yeah. was chasing. Yes. And, and Marty Brodeur had, I, I, think they, I think he was going for his fourth cup in 2012, and uh, and like I said, they lost in six to that red-hot Kings team. Was that Jonathan Quick when yep. he stood on his head for mm-hmm. for two months? So if he's looking for inspiration mid to late 30s from his childhood idols, you can find those guys knocking on the door of Stanley Cups. Well, let me add another one to the name, too, and Dominic Hoshik, the dominator, who was damn good. And, and for my money, as I could love to start a hockey war with, with all the hockey nerds, the best goaltender of all time. I think Dominic Hoshik is the best goaltender of all time. Better than Brodeur, better than Wah. His peak, he was carrying horrible teams of the Stanley Cup, multiple MVP trophies. But then, once he got out of Buffalo, he goes to Detroit, a very loaded team, but he helps the Red Wings get to a Stanley Cup and win a cup in his age 37 season and was the backup to Chris Osgood when he won, and, and Hoshik was 43 years old helping the Detroit Red Wings to another yeah. cup. It's It's... You can get by with like old veteran goalies like this. Darcy Kemper in Colorado is having a great year. Statistically, analytically, he's been awesome. But he has a tendency to be a head case and melt down. And I trust someone like Marc-Andre Fleury to steal you more games when you need your goaltender to, to do that in the postseason than I do someone like Darcy Kemper. So veteran goalies, this happens all the time. And I think Flower can do the same thing with the Wild. Interesting. He's in, he's in that sentence, right? Like, all, I'm not saying he's as good as Hasek, but like... Yeah. He's a Hall of yeah, Famer. Hall of Famer. Absolutely. This, yeah. is, this is like this might, and, and he might be looking at this too. There's no guarantees after this season that he might be looked at looking at this as let's lock in for two months. This is yep. my last shot to to tie my childhood idol Patrick Waugh with four cups. Well, and and because he's super competitive, I think you know the experience in Chicago actually helps him because he he was two weeks ago on a team that was absolutely terrible mm-hmm. and had no chance, and now he. He's with a playoff team. The other fun thing about about Flurry that Brodeur, Waugh for sure, and Hashik for sure had was the fact watch them play. All four guys and and Flurry has nothing in common with so many of the fundamentally sound goaltenders of today. Mark Andre Flurry made back to back saves on James Van Riemsdyk of Philadelphia last night in which he's sprawling around oh, and yeah. the second save is literally he throws he throws his hand and glove up makes a save and sort of like spikes the puck back and 
it has nothing, you know, so many goaltenders now are technically sound, right? They've got the VH and the reverse VH, and they are, they're down a lot, but they're very sound in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Flower is a throwback to when I was a kid, goalie, sprawling, like, like he, he is the ultimate guy uh, to pretend that you, you're him during uh, a street hockey game when mm-hmm. you're like flailing around and you're making crazy saves. It's so much fun to watch. And he style saves, too. So he'll make a glove save and hold it there for almost like the cameras, which goaltenders <laughs> used to do. You know, now it's now it's you don't even have to make a great-looking save because a lot of these guys are just in the right position. Yeah, The flower, man, he is so much fun to watch. He's sprawling around and making saves. and But I love that fact about late in the career – one final big hurrah. That's awesome. Yeah. So there it is. Four observations oh, from Bravo Whisper. We've got ath- athletic Judd in the house here writing 1,400 glorious words about a seventh straight wild victory. <laughs> Over the Philadelphia night. Flyers on Tuesday night. That was fun. <laughs> All right. Let's pause. We'll come back with some write that down predictions and an accountability session where we admit where we were wrong every single week. Yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. That's right. And it's presented by Valley Park Medical Clinic, which, don't be embarrassed, guys. They're all about providing breakthrough ED remedies to men in the greater Minneapolis area. All right, so their approach is medical. You'll meet with a medical provider who will review your medical history, examine you, and supervise your treatments. It's all highly discreet. They'll make you feel at home, and they will get you feeling more confident, perform better in the bedroom. ValleyParkMedicalClinic.com. ValleyParkMedicalClinic.com. Not sure Valley Park can help. The slump that Judd was in last week, and write Oof. that down. You know what? Needs don't a slump pa- buster of some kind. Don't put it past him, Phil. Don't put it past him. I'm 52. You never know. Hello, Thanks sir. What can, uh, oh, what can we help you with? Okay. Are you, are you having some trouble in the bedroom? I'm uh, having trouble getting up for my predictions on yeah. Wednesdays. Yeah. Yeah. My predictions have fallen flat. What can you do for me? <laughs> write this down. Doesn't need to be discreet. You know what? It's life, man. Got to embrace life. Uh, amazing. Good and bad. Yep. So when are you guys going to admit that you were wrong? That's the good news. We do it every single Wednesday on both Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily. It's an innovative segment called Write That Down, where we are the only show in America that puts statistics next to our predictions, good and bad. So three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And if you want to participate like Ben is about to as a guest listener predictor, just hit us up. Through the Score North app, there's a quick message link at the bottom of the Score North app. Free to download. It's a central hub for everything we do. All of our podcast videos, Judd's articles when he's not writing prose for The Athletic. Um, should we get into it here, speaking of Judd? Yeah, let's do it. What do you, what the accountability Judd? session? Yeah, let's All right. see it. Yeah, let's see it. Write this down. Not oh. a bad week for you, Judd. Hey, we'll yo. bounce back here. So you did say Ben Johnson would be the Big Ten coach of the year. So let's get that one out. Yeah, I was all into the Kool-Aid early in the non-conference, or in the non-conference season, I should say. But you did say that the Wild, and I'll admit, I actually have not fully fact-checked this, but since they've won seven home games in the last, like, two weeks, I think this checks out. The Wild will win at least eight of their 12 home games in the month of March, you said. So pretty. I think they've probably won, like. I can pull up the game notes from last night, my man. Got them right Let's here. Let's see here. So March 2nd. All right, you predicted some March 2nd. So they played the Stars <laughs> at home, which was a loss. But then they beat the Rangers. Rangers for one win. They lost okay. the Predators. And then they beat the yep. Bruins, Hawks, Knights. Yep, they did. All right. So they're, are they, uh, they're, they're, they're on eight right now. Huh? They're on eight. And they got Pittsburgh. They got one left against Pittsburgh tomorrow yep. night. Yeah. So, Okay. And you said Alex Goligoski would Ooh, be I... the next current Wild player to sign an extension with the team. That was an upset. I didn't see that. So, so they scratched him for a second consecutive game last night. He now will not reach 1,000 games this season, which he was set to do. But on the same day they scratched him for a second consecutive game, they signed him to a uh, two-year contract mm-hmm. extension. You know, Why are they extending a guy that they keep scratching? 
I have a theory. Some some people think they're resting him for the playoffs because no. he's old and and not playing well. Exactly. But like, um, no, that is not it. But I think it's because they they are potentially insulating themselves for changes that they might make in the offseason. That one, and then because so he's going to miss playing out in his a thousandth game this year because he's been scratched. He's literally if he plays in the rest of the games, he'll literally only get to nine hundred ninety nine. And is that just a fun personal milestone, or is there money? I mean, was there money attached well, to it? It's a it's, it's a, a big, big deal hockey for thing. for hockey to get to a thousand games, and he's obviously from Minnesota. So I think the contract was also of hey, we do want to make good on that for you, and we obviously would love you probably would like for it to happen here. So I think a little bit played into that as well. But that'd be a one year extension. Then they signed him to a two year extension. I'm yeah. trying to figure it out. It's fully. it's two is mil. It, like I, it, it's not going to break the bank. So I, I'm really not upset about it. Okay. It's Billy Garen. Billy Garen's working in mysterious ways that I've learned not to question. It's all it, it feels like he's pushing a lot of the right buttons mm-hmm. so far. So it feels like he's playing a game and we're not seeing it all the time, but he's being proven right. And so at some point, you know, it's just like if the Vikings moves work eventually, right? We'll, we'll be like, oh, now I now I get it. So like with Bill Garen, at some point, I think you just say, okay, you know what? You made X amount of moves that work. I'll back off with hot takes and see how it plays out. Yeah. All right. Uh, I had a couple things come off the board. I said the Wolves would beat the Suns last Wednesday. They had a they had a five point lead going into the fourth quarter, and then the wheels just came off. But I yeah. did say at the beginning of the year the Wolves would finish tenth or better in the Western Conference, and they have nice. clinched. I think they've clinched seventh or better. So there we go. There we go. Okay, listeners had a bunch of stuff come off the board. Declan's brother Liam Ooh. said the Wild would finish with more points than the Philadelphia Flyers. This is not fully mathematically in place yet, but there's yeah, like a 30-point yeah. difference with Pay a month to go. So, yeah. I think we're good. Uh, Sam said the Wolves will finish no worse than ninth in the record column in the Western Conference. So, nice job there. And then a few things. This So, Parlay Ben came on last week just swinging for the fences. And uh, had a couple come off the board pretty quickly. He said the Wolves would beat the Suns on Wednesday. And then he had Pat Bev and Luka getting into a physical altercation in the Friday game. A bench player outscoring a starter. This next one's tough. God, he said the Wild would beat Colorado with flurry and net. So two-item parlay there. Two goals or less allowed by flurry. So three for three on a parlay. But then he said Felino would drop the gloves. The gloves were dropped, but not by Felino. Oh. But Flurry didn't play against the Abs. Oh. That was Talbot. No, oh, well. So then he missed. Then so he's he wrong on all fronts. Because Columbus. <laughs> Flurry played Columbus and then Philadelphia. Okay. Okay. He didn't play. No. Judge oh, right. Talbot played a great game Judge against right. the Avs. Yeah, Judge Wright. Okay. 40 so he saves, was, I think. Judge so with the athletic now, Phil? I mean, he did. Yeah, yeah, I won't try. question. Yeah, yeah I, I was talking to question. people last night, and yeah, they I told me the flurry didn't play against Colorado. <laughs> and then Brian said the Whitecaps would win the Isabel Cup. They did not. I think Boston won the they did. Isabel Cup a couple nights for, ago. Against the Connecticut Whale. And then, Declan, you said in Marc-Andre Fleury's first start with the Wild, he'll make at least 30 saves and allow two goals or less in a Wild win. So uh, a lot of those things were correct, but he did not make 30 saves. I know. Those Columbus, I think we had like 20 shots on goal or something. It was putrid. But you did say the Wild would have at least 80 points by April 1st. They have 86 points right now. With a game to go. Nice work. So with that, Declan sits in the lead in the batting average column at 438, above Judd's 333, above my 310. Listeners back up to 241. Declan has a league-leading three home runs. Everyone else tied with two. And today we are celebrating hey. Declan's 100th Yay. career hit. Very, very nice. That's a milestone. Oh, it hits to home run ratio. Way to go, Alex Nice job. So, Judd, you're at 211 career hits. I'm at 175. Listeners at 139. Declan at 100. And then the home runs are led by the listeners at 21 career home runs. These stats go back about four years. Judd and I tied with 17 dingers. And Declan has 11. So, there you have it. Let's bring him in. Ben is our guest predictor here. Making his debut on Write That Down. What's going on, Ben? No, thanks for having me on. It's a milestone episode with... uh... (laughs) 
Beck's getting that hundredth hit. So excited to be here. Are you going to like print out the the prediction and frame it, Declan, hanging on the wall? Yeah. What's I'm, what's I'm, your plan here? I I might I might have to do that. And also, just math wise, I mean, my hits to home run ratio is also far and away better than uh than than YouTube. So I'm I'm feeling pretty good right now. Wow, had to come on and take a shot at take us. A shot there we too. celebrated your yeah. uh, hits. Mm-hmm. Is it far and away? I mean, it's pretty close, isn't yeah, it? Let's you, see here. Let's do some math. So one your math is not great. I think you just barked up the wrong tree. Nine. Phil's pretty good at math. I'm bad at math, so I really don't care. I can't tell. No, it's. I mean, it's. So you get a home run about one in every nine hits. I get a home run one in every ten hits. Uh, Judd gets a home run one in every twelve hits. So Judd is definitely okay. Judd has the lowest slugging percentage of all of us here. Yeah, I'm Joe. So that's Mark. okay. You're Tony Gwynn. I'm Joe Ma- I'm Joe yeah, Mark. exactly. Right. I'm spraying the ball all over, over the park. The Cut listeners just always swing for the fences. Yeah. Uh, so they get a home run once every six hits. That's They're pretty damn pretty good. Pretty much the the Miguel Sano of all or nothing. <laughs> Adam Dunn. Down. They're, yeah, yeah, Dave yeah. Kingman. <laughs> so, all right, Ben, so speaking of those players, what is your strategy here? Are you swinging for the fences? Are you Tony Gwynn, Joe Mowering it? What are you going to do? I think much like Carlos Correa yesterday, uh, getting his first home run in a Twins uniform, I, I think I'm looking to connect uh, with some here. I don't know if I, there'll be three home runs, but solid exit velocity. Okay. All right. So we're, Brings we're the analytics. Love it. So we should definitely do like wins above replacement or something like that. <laughs> go right ahead, Wait, Phil. Weighted runs created. So all right, we're going to start with Ben. We'll go Judd, Declan, and then back to me. Three trips around the room. Write this down. Lead us off, Ben. Write that down. The Wolves, Wild, Twins, and Vikings will each make the playoffs this season. So I don't follow the Wild, so I would defer to Judd and Dex, but I would assume they've already clinched. But this would mean the Wolves get past the plan and are in the playoffs, and the Twins and the Vikings also make the playoffs this season. And I think what's interesting is they're all in a very similar spot, right? They're all competitive. They're all interesting but they're not really championship contenders mm-hmm. uh, and they've all gotten there very differently. So I think they're all going to be in the playoffs. I think they're all going to be interesting, but I don't think any of them are true championship contenders, at least not yet. Mm-hmm. Yep. That, uh, this is a home run if it happens for sure. Yeah. Cause the, the, the twins still don't quite have the pitching that makes it a lock and the Vikings are running it back with a team that hasn't been above 500 for 800 days. So it's a good one. I like this one. All right, Judge. Write this down. All right. The Phoenix Suns will win the L-O-B. I love the Phoenix Suns will win the NBA championship this season. I think they have what it takes, and I think in basketball it makes sense that, that a team that does pursue excellence in the regular season often is rewarded in the playoffs. In hockey, that's not always the case. The Suns will be your champion also think about sort of where they were i mean chris paul keeps getting older you know how many more runs does he really have left in him but they mowed through the playoffs they had a 2-0 lead mm-hmm. in the yep. finals mm-hmm. and then they got beat i think they got beat four straight to lose to the bucks and bucks and six yeah bucks and six bucks and, six. and to dust yourself off after that and come back and play the way they have in the regular season i actually i'm you know i'm rooting for the timberwolves but like if the timberwolves get knocked out at some point. How do you not root for the Suns? Devin Booker, Chris Paul, it's just a, I don't know, I, really I, like, nice I like that team. That's a fun team to watch, too. Mm-hmm. Write this down. All right, Dex. All right, I'll uh, keep the wild goaltending thread going here. The Wild have uh, four games between now and next week's Write That Down, and some tough opponents. Um, they got the Pens tomorrow, the Canes in Carolina on Saturday, Capitals on Sunday, uh, and then in Nashville uh, next Tuesday. So write this down. The Wild will not allow more than 12 goals between now and next week's Write That Down. Okay. How many games is it again? Four. Okay, so they're going to, yeah, okay. So, so if they allow 12 goals. goals or less, this hits. If they allow 13 or more, it's off. doesn't hit. Okay. They've been hot recently. They haven't been allowing many goals. Write this mm-hmm. down. I mean, so those are some good teams. We'll see. Mm-hmm. All right, write this down. My guy D'Lo gets back on track tonight. So he's been really <laughs> bad the last four games. I saw that J- Jace Frederick wrote about this in the Pioneer Press today, too. He's just, I mean, it's like he's your one of your two highest paid players, 
and he has disappeared in the four biggest games. And they, you know, thankfully haven't lost all of them. But he gets back on track tonight. 18 or more points and at least three three-pointers made. So I don't, I don't know if he's going to go for like 40 or anything, but he's going to have at least 18 or more. He's been averaging 10 points the last four games, and he's shooting 15% from three over that stretch. So 18 or more points and at least three three-pointers made Write this down. against the Raptors. Okay. All right, back to Ben. Well, Phil, you talked about Twins pitching, uh, and the next write that down has to has to deal with uh, Derek Falvey, Dad Levine's ability to develop and identify young arms. So write this down. Between Joe Ryan, Josh Winder, and Bailey Ober, at least one of them will post a whip lower than 1.20. Okay. is about the league average. It's close to what Frankie Montas' whip was last year. And this team's going to be exciting. They sold 100,000 tickets in the 48 hours after they signed Carlos Correa. Mm-hmm. I'm going to open, opening weekend. Dex is going to be spending $14 on beer My man. as a season ticket holder. This yep. team is going to be exciting. Whether that translates to success on the field, I think, is the litmus test of the Falvey and Levine administration, whether they can truly find young arms. This is our first whip prediction of 2022. Hell yeah. We love a good whip prediction. Walks very good. Per innings pitched for the very good. Uninitiated. All right. Write this down. Back to Judd. All right. Uh, write that down prediction regarding the women's final four, which will be in town this weekend at Target Center. UConn will win the tournament, and Paige Beckers will be voted the most outstanding player of the tournament. Damn. So, so the only two seed in the field because it's three one seeds and UConn will win the tournament. Paige Beckers will be the MOP. So this is a home run because it's a it's really a three item parlay. You're predicting, and they're under. I think they're. I haven't seen the betting odds, but I think they're underdogs because well, they're they're a two seed and they're going up against a one, so they probably are. So you're so they're gonna you're saying they're gonna win two games against. Their next two opponents, and then yep. she's going to be. So this, she's this is a home be run. The most outstanding player. Most yep. outstanding In her hometown. Okay, it would be very it. cool. Yeah, they, they don't call it MVP. They call okay. it MOP okay. in college. I think it takes the confusion out of it because valuable is like. Yeah. Yeah. It's, people get all confused. Like, like what does oh. it mean? Like, yeah. you're the most. Are you the best player? player? I don't yeah. know. Why? Uh-huh. Most valuable. Okay. The mope. The mope makes the way mope. more sense. Like in baseball, Mike Trout's pretty much the best player all the time. But, yeah. he's not the but is he the most valuable player? Because his team loses. I don't right. know. I don't know. If I okay, see Declan. one more, by the way, one more prediction about the Angels. This is the Angels' year to finally contend. It's like a broken record for seven Just straight years. Like they're oh. the they're every they're, they're they're this is the year they'll finally break through in the AL. People want them in the playoffs, and it's I like, get why. It, it's one of the most gigantic wastes of a talent, totally, in professional sports history. Totally. Connor McDavid in Edmonton, bordering on the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, very similar. Very similar. All right, write this down. A couple baseball predictions from me. Um, the Twins will use the opener at least three times in the month of April. So their starting okay, rotation. Def- so, yep. Yeah, define it. So uh, as in they're going to have a reliever start the first inning. And then they're going to have an opener in the second, the, the, a new pitcher in the second inning. Excuse me. So like a one inning opener. Okay. And then they will have. So it's an inning, is what you're saying. Yeah, an inning. So he can't pitch two. Correct. He can't pitch two. Okay. They will okay. use the opener three times in the month of April. Because I think I think they're going to have very strict pitch counts early, even on their starters. So it's possible they might handcuff guys together. I just want to be clear on this. If they handcuff like. You know, two guys together for three innings well, and three innings does it count as an opener? I don't no. Know. Just to clear just to clear one thing up. So if a starter if a starter has a rough first and gets pulled, that does that's not count not an opener. That does okay. not count. Perfect. Okay. Correct. All right. My second prediction. So uh Paul George is terrifying if you're a Timberwolves fan at this point. He came back last night after three oh months gosh. out and uh, he brought the Clippers back from down twenty points. They uh they won the game last night against Utah. He scored 33, just knocked off the rust immediately. The likely scenario right now is the Clippers and the Wolves face each other in that first playing game. I, I don't know. I mean, I say bring it on. Who cares at this point? Let's just close our eyes and see what happens. But uh, but he is terrifying. So write this down. Paul George will score at least 25 points in a play-in game against the Timberwolves. 
That's safe. Anything, anything beyond that, we'll see what happens. Okay. But Paul George will score at least 25 points in a play-in game against the Timberwolves. Okay. And then they'll have to overcome it is, is sort of my, my thought process. Write this down. All right, Ben, your third and final prediction. Well, the final prediction I wanted to do, the Vikings will be on hard knocks, fortunately. Or fortunately, <laughs> if you like Man Campbell, uh, the Lions <laughs> are going to be the team. And I don't think they would do the same division for the in-season hard knocks. So I had to change it up. Went back to some research I did when I first got scheduled for Write That Down before Kirk Cousins got extended. I was thinking about what the new front office might do in the draft. And what was really surprising to me, the last five years, since 2017, 19 quarterbacks have been taken in the first round. Of those 19 quarterbacks, only three went to a team with a head coach in their first year. Oh. And in 2021, seven, uh, there were seven teams with head coaches or general managers in their first year. Only two took a quarterback, and those two had multiple first-round picks. So write that down. No team with a first-year head coach will select a quarterback in the first round of the 2022 NFL draft. And those teams with picks in the first round are the Jaguars, the Giants, the Texans, the Saints, and the Vikings. Okay. I like it. You got that, Dex? Yep. Got it. You good on that? Okay. Yep. All right. Good research. I love it. Ben's bringing oh. research. He's bringing analytics. Whip. He's bringing whip. He's bringing whip. It's great, man. So, uh, yeah, you did a great job on your Write That Down debut. Since you've got this life-changing platform here, is there <laughs> anyone in your life you'd like to thank that brought you to this pinnacle moment? Well, first and foremost, thank you guys. Like I told you offline, I've been watching Mackie and Judd, Purple Daily, since the 2019 Bomba season. Uh, my dad and I will inevitably exchange texts every week about the rapping with Royce episodes. Uh, <laughs> growing up in Wisconsin uh, was tough, but I inherited my Minnesota sports fandom from my dad. So hopefully when he watches this, it'll be a nice surprise for him. So thanks, guys. Pat was on a roll today, by the way. It's like just 24 minutes. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to want to. You're not going to want to miss Royce. His tweet about being the sixth oldest uh, baseball, the yeah. sixth oldest in baseball writers. Oh, did someone, we had someone. It's always sad when you move up. I mean, someone died. I think he said I'm still at six. No, I, I think oh, he's, okay. I think this is the second consecutive year at, at six, to, to which he said congratulations to the five people in front of me. You're alive, and so am I. So <laughs> my, dad, my dad might be getting Royce's book for Father's Day. So if he watches this, I'm sorry. That, oh, <laughs> very nice. Chip, Chip Scoggins. I know. I can't yes. The author. Very cool. Yep. All Thanks. right. Ben, awesome stuff, man. We'll get you on again sometime. See you, Ben. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Guest listener predictor, Ben. Love it, man. All right. Judd, your third and final prediction. All right. So after two um, championship predictions, uplifting predictions, my third one is going to be more in line with me. Chris Archer will make at least two trips to the injured list this oh, season. God. Chris Archer <laughs> will make at least two trips. So I'm not, and so it's going to be two or more mm -hmm. to the injured list this season. His career basically has been since 2018 has been um, checkered with trips to the what used to be the DL and now yeah. is the IL. It's rough, man. Yeah. So he really had thoracic outlet syndrome, huh? Yeah. Yeah, a couple of years ago. That's not good. Yep. And then he had arm, and then he had Tommy John. I, it's not been good. A lot of wear and tear from the just slotting him. I like I like how they were like pestering the A's for a while about yeah. one of the best starting pitchers in the American League, and like oh, I guess they won't call us back. So okay, Chris Archer, <laughs> thanks. I you know what I think part of it is too. I think part of it is the remorse that they have felt since the date that they gave Annabelle Sanchez that chance, and and then I think they traded for oda rizzi from tampa that spring training and released sanchez and he went to the braves and had a really good year so they were right about sanchez no i know but it's always like they, they've been like we were right about that and we let him go yeah and so like homer constantly. bailey yes. and uh, who was the other guy last year that ripped them in matt shoemaker. shoemaker matt shoemaker yeah. we're gonna find the next sanchez and this time we're keeping him yeah didn't matt shoemaker wasn't he you know he'd get rocked and then he would just like give these press conferences about how bad he was and stuff. Like he yes. owned up to it, but you know, it was really bad. Until he blamed the twins in St. Paul when That's he was right. in St. Paul. <laughs> All right, Dex. All right. Last one for me, a, a bit of a layup here, but uh, write this down. Sonny Gray will not throw more than 80 pitches on opening day. So Sonny Gray 
Well, I'm also I'm assuming he's the. It looks like he's going to be the opening day starter. They haven't announced, so if this is not right, I'll even just be wrong right away. But I'm going to assume Sonny yeah. Gray is the opening day pitcher. I'm not even going to give myself the out here. Sonny he Gray will not throw more than 80 pitches on opening day. What is? Are we? What are we? A week away from opening day? Mm-hmm. April seventh. Eight yeah. days, but yeah. Okay. There's not as much fanfare. I feel like about opening day because no. it was pushed a week. And well, they, uh, uh, I'm taking a half day. By the way, uh, news on the show, right? Now, I'm taking a half day on Thursday. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, up all, I'm up for the fanfare. I will be at opening day. But, uh, yeah, just letting you know. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll mark that on our schedule. Yeah, we'll put that on the calendar. Write this down for me. Oh, when you send me stuff that you use, you, you'll, you'll, when well, yeah, post, post it and whatnot. So, yeah, Dex, you're on post vacation. Can you, still, can you still post this for me? Sure, Judd. I'll yeah, gladly do that for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, but I'm saying that's what I'm saying is I'll still send it to to you. Uh, You'll just have to post it from the ballpark. Send it to AJ, yeah. send, or send it to 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 me or somebody. All right, write this down. <laughs> Mark Andre Fleury, okay, will have at least one shutout in the first round of the playoffs All for right. the Wild. He'll have at least one shutout okay. in the first round of the playoffs. I like that. Mark it down. So there you have it. Write it down. You like writing things down. Those are the write that down predictions each and every week. If you guys aren't already, please click subscribe on the score North and purple daily YouTube channels. We're up over 40,000 combined subscribers. So thank you guys for helping us build this Minnesota sports community. That's sometimes depressing. It's hopeful right now. It's always speculative. It's always speculation. But we're your therapist and that's all that matters. We're here for you. Damn right. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow for Reckless Speculation Thursday and over on Purple Daily. See you. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.